Hello, and welcome to The Way Family Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Hannah. Woohoo! Thank Woo-hoo! you for joining us today. Stop! I know, the last episode, Hannah and me both got deleted, so... That means this is our second time recording this episode, and I'm really excited about it. What about you? Yeah! All right, well, here we go. <laughs> it's funny every time. I really love the little kids cheering. It's like so. It's like such an obnoxious intro, but it's fun. It's got a fun beat. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, Hannah was dancing to it. Like <laughs> I she, dance every time. Like she dances. <laughs> Um, really good you mean so we'll get into what we're going to talk about in a second um but first let's talk about our weeks so far hannah how was your week um my week was good i got to see my grandparents they live in minnesota and they road tripped out here and they were visiting my family up in the bay area for a while and then they came down here and stayed um and in um well they stayed in a hotel but they were visiting us for a couple days and it was really fun and Forrest loves them and it's funny because usually he takes a little while to warm up to people but like right from the beginning he was just he loved them and he was like shoving my grandpa in his little fort and like he was having a really fun time with them so that was really fun and then I had a photo shoot for my business called Handmade and it was with a real photographer as I've talked about before not me I I wasn't good enough no, you work really good, but Ellie's like really good. Like that's what she does for a living. Ellie's a hundred times better than me. She is, but you're also good. She's just like super good. No, I'm very, very amateur. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, I couldn't charge you for my services, so. Well, it would have been the same money, so oh. whatever. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, we had that last night and it was really fun. And we've seen some of the photos that she did and they're so good. And I'm really excited and I'm really excited excited for my business and to be making hats again and all that. So um, I'll obviously let everybody know when that is released. But the other part of my week before the photo shoot was super busy making like finalizing the colors and making sure I had all the items that I needed to be photographed and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah that was really fun. Your side of the room turned into what I... So lovingly referred to as the rat's nest. Yeah, it's like a mountain of yarn. It's like two big mountains of yarn. <laughs> and the entire floor. No. Oh my gosh, the entire floor. There's like some of the floor. And then it's mostly, yeah. Anyways, well, our room is messy, so. It's just so funny because my side is clean. Oh, ha, 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 ha. It's <laughs> hilarious. It Anyways. So I'm glad that that photo shoot is done and I can relax a, a tiny bit before I open it. It'll probably be in September. Um, so yeah, I stay tuned for that. I hope you guys Woo-hoo. want to buy beanies for me. <laughs> yes, please. Because she has spent so much time and with every little knit, she puts a lot of love into it. <laughs> every little knit. Yes. <laughs> it's a stitch. <laughs> okay. Well, shows how much I know. Oh, cute. How was your week, honey babe? Um, my week was fine. It was good. Mm-hmm. It it has been oh, it has been crazy actually. You know what? What? I, I forgot. I forgot about everything. So, Whoa. Friday night, this is what happened. I had 8 hours of work at my normal job, and then we had an overnighter, 
and that started at 8 p.m., and it went till 8 a.m., and all the high schoolers were there, and I did have some help, which was nice. My sister came, and I recruited some college students. Well, I guilt-tripped them into helping me. And I came. And I helped you grocery shop. Yes, you helped me grocery shop, and I had two parents that helped out for two hours-ish, um, which was nice because there was about 20 high school students and it was like crowd control but also what I find a little bit interesting is you kind of have to find a way to entertain them or else they will just all sit on their phones stare at their phones well yeah they're that's probably what they're expecting is an entire evening of entertainment yeah well I cannot entertain people for 12 hours straight that is out of my skill set. <laughs> but um, we did actually have a lot of fun. Uh, we played a lot of games. We had board games, but then we also played Murder in the Dark. And there was only one injury, a black <laughs> eye. Oh. Um, and Did that person get punched? No. I specifically told them not to run. What are our neighbors doing? Who knows if that's even our neighbors? That's Caesar's son. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. They're revving their motorcycles. If you can't hear that. I'll I don't try know to how you can. I'll try to edit it out. But <laughs> anyways, back to the overnighters. So we did a bunch of fun games and we had macaroni and cheese at midnight and we had a dance party and we had ice cream sandwiches and we had a bunch of snacks and a bunch of different games and um it was fun. Uh, but I was very exhausted the next day, and I worked. I like worked on the garage when I came home, probably until like four o'clock, and then I woke up on my son's floor <laughs> because I was cleaning his room. <laughs> he didn't remember falling asleep, and he slept until like almost midnight. <laughs> he texted me. He was like, "I just woke up." <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't want to mess up my sleep schedule, but I guess I already had messed it up. So well, yeah, but you went back to sleep. Yeah, and then after that, on Sunday, what I did was, uh, <laughs> on Sunday, <laughs> where was I? On Sunday, then I uh, gave my sermon and did worship and did the whole church thing, and then... I packed my backpack and got some tools and stuff and went, drove with my dad to Phoenix, Arizona, which is eight and a half hours away. Which was the last episode, if you didn't listen to that. And then um, we got a little uh, stuck on the freeway because of a fire. And then we picked some stuff up in Phoenix and then drove back. And got back uh, Monday night around midnight and then went back to work Tuesday morning, Wednesday, and then today is Thursday. And, um, well, yeah, that was my week. So it was fine. It was good. Uh, Well, let's get into a couple of new exciting things. We got our first Google voicemail. So I'm going to play that right now.
Hannah. Um, my name is Jessica, and I just wanted to let you guys know that I am in love with your guys' uh, SoundCloud channel, and I look forward to it every Monday. Um, and sometimes I do forget to listen on Mondays, and I look forward to it the next day, and it just keeps me going for my week, regardless of what topics you guys talk about. Um, you know, I'm just glad to be listening and you guys are Aww. the first podcast channel that I've ever actually listened to and enjoyed. I've never really been into podcasts. <laughs> um, so it's great. And um, just want to let you guys know to keep it up and please don't stop. You know, I know you guys, I think, have this thing going on for a year. Um, but it'd be great if you guys just continued, you know. And Forever. You know, sometimes you guys can't do it on Mondays. Maybe you switch it up on different days. Um, you know, something ends up happening. But I uh, really, really like it. So thanks so much. Oh, that is so nice. That is really nice. Thank you, Jessica, for that message, our very first voicemail. If you guys would like to leave us a voicemail, it's in the show notes. Um, and you can listen on more than just SoundCloud. We're pretty much everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere you... Everyone knows about us, so no, you know, just that's, ask whoever you want. That's not what I'm saying. I know. I submitted, I submitted our podcast to a bunch of different sites, and so it is live there with all of the show notes, and the RSS feed goes there directly. It was uh, fun to set up. So we're on Stitcher, we're on Downcast. What we're, is Stitcher? Stitcher Radio. Uh-huh. We're on Google Play. Google Play. You think everything with the word Google in it is funny. It sounds like you're saying goo goo. <laughs> Google Play. Oh, boy. And we are on iTunes. And actually, iTunes uh, podcast, that's what I use for all of my podcasts. And it's cool because you can change the speed. Um, but there's a bunch of different podcasting apps. And if you check one of those out, we're probably on there. Just search the WayFam. Woo-hoo. And it's cool because it, it automatically downloads to your phone. And then um, you can see the show notes right there. And But if you are listening on iTunes, you can leave a review and um, we would appreciate that. Here's some of the recent reviews that I have liked. So um, it's fun to read the reviews. <laughs> um, this is titled, Finally Genuine People. Oh. These people are so real. I love this podcast because I can relate. I'm a 20-something girl who loves the outdoors and is always looking for tips from other hikers like myself. These people do life well, meaning that they do not act like they have everything together. I love the rawness of their podcast and the how they allow listeners to join in their week. They are simple and living with big hearts. They work hard and are not afraid to try new things. So yes, please listen to these people because they make my Mondays. P.S. Please keep making podcasts. It is so nice to hear from generally good people. Keep hiking, keep struggling, keep smiling. Best, Caroline. Oh, Caroline. That's, That's a nice one. Really sweet. Thank you for that. Well, um, it's always cool that, uh, to like see who are the people who are listening. Yeah. Um, it It is fun and we wanted to, for it to be like a raw, uh, very real um conversational podcast so it's nice to know that we're meeting our goal the next one is titled binge listening i found this cute couple cute oh no cute podcast 
I don't know why I said couple. After following their Tumblr, Z and H are such fun and normal couple. It sounds like I'm listening to an everyday conversation with my friends. So if you love coffee, camping, babies, nostalgia of homeschool days, and hardcore music, maybe a little knitting, and just complete dorks, then you'll love this podcast. I've been binge listening to it at work, and I'm going to be a little sad once I finally catch up. Ha ha. <laughs> Smiley face. Nostalgia of homeschool days and hardcore music and complete dorks. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, um, well, that's that's all the reviews that we'll read right now. We've also got a couple Tumblr messages. I'll get them. I'll get the messages. Okay. I'll just start with this first one. Did you ever have baby fever before your pregnancy? This is from Anonymous. My fiance and I are waiting two to three years after our wedding to have kids so that we're more ready. Sometimes I feel like I just can't wait. That's in all caps. I just want to be a mom so much. Did you ever have these feelings? If so, how did you deal with them? I want to enjoy the beginning of our marriage without babes, but we've already been living life together and sharing everything for years, so it doesn't feel like marriage will change much, and I just want the babies! Exclamation mark. Well, I have not wanted to be a mom ever, um, but I did have baby fever a little bit around my friends who had little babies. I did not. But we had like a five-year plan. Yeah, well, I didn't really have baby fever because I didn't, I mean, I liked babies, but I did not want to have my own baby yet. And so, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not have baby fever. But I mean, I understand that desire and a lot of people want to have babies right when they get married and a lot of people would like to wait. I, I mean, I will say me and Zach dated for a really long time also and... um. But the beginning of parenthood after being married for less than a year was really hard. And it was hard to figure out how to be married people first in the beginning. Wouldn't you say? Like when we first became parents, like the first couple months yeah, were really hard. Yeah, the first hard. couple months were like, well, the first couple months of being parents was was very hard. But the first couple months of being married, I like don't even remember. It was like. I don't say this to be cheesy. I don't know how to word this without being cheesy, but it was like, it was so amazing. Um, I just don't remember it. Yeah. Like it passed by so fast. Yeah, because we were only married for 11 months before we had Forrest. And then it kind of set in like maybe four or five months in um, that we were like married and we like kind of got more used to it. Yeah. and we had a five-year plan, and I'm not saying that I, I would never change it uh, the way that it happened, but we had a five-year plan, and that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, this girl, they're going to get married. Her and her fiancé are obviously getting married, and she's saying that she doesn't think that marriage is going to change much because they've already been dating for forever and living together and whatever, but... I'm just saying that you might want to have a little bit of time to just be married before you start having babies. I mean, or if you and your fiance both want to have babies right away, then do it. But it's, I'm just going to tell you that the first couple months of parenthood was hard on our marriage. That's what I'm saying. Not the first couple months of marriage. Right. Right. Yeah. But so I, Winston Churchill said something pretty interesting and I can't remember what it was so i guess i won't even (laughs) attempt to quote him but he was talking about the the past and the future and he says something like if the 
Um, no. Oh, I can't even remember. But my advice would be to just live in the moment. Just deal with, uh, just enjoy where you're at right now. Because there was a season where Hannah and I were dating and we were so excited for marriage. It was all that we talked about. And it was not like we weren't living in the present. We were living in our dreams in the future. And for that reason, I don't think that we appreciated each other at the moment as much as we could have. Yeah. And that's when we started saying, I love you today. Right. Because we were like, we can't just be thinking like, oh, we're going to get married someday and then like neglect our current relationship because yeah, we're, we were going to get married someday, but we were just like thinking about that and being like, well, we're going to get married. So whatever happens now is like whatever, but we're like, we still have to work on a relationship and build our relationship. And and same thing can happen if for if you want to have kids, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm so excited to be parents with you. Just be excited that you're with that person right now. Yeah. And, and then, not to say like a, that's a judgment on you. Yeah. But and obviously you're if you want to have kids and your fiance wants to have kids, then you do it, you know. So I guess I would say just have a conversation with your fiance and tell him how you're feeling and say that you, you know, just tell him how you're feeling and go from there. That kind of leads into the next... I want to ask the question. Okay, okay, okay. Um, The when you were dating question? Yes. When you were dating, did you ever go... Okay, this is also from Anonymous. Did you ever go through seasons, whether big or small, where you felt you disagreed a lot or argued a lot or struggled to even feel like things were okay? My boyfriend, three plus years, and I are going through one of those right now, and I can't help but feel so anxious. How would you recommend overcoming that anxiety and trusting in the strength of your relationship, especially... I just said especially, and I literally hate when people do that. You hate when I especially say that. Especially long distance. No, you say espresso. Espresso. Oh, kills me. Um, I just say that long to distance. tick you off. So, end of the question. Okay. Um, well, I don't really get anxious about stuff like that, but you kind of No, did. when we were aiding. <laughs> when we were aiding? Wow, you're just killing it <laughs> with we the pronunciation. When we were dating. She's talking about, I don't think we really did. I mean, we would have fights, obviously. There was this one time we had a fight and, uh, well, it was a miscommunication and then it turned into a fight and Hannah hung up on me and turned off her phone and I called her probably 11 times and then at that point I was like, oh shoot, we're, I guess our relationship is over. (laughs) I don't remember that. I remember one time really vividly like we were having a fight and we were in your truck and it was when we were down in san diego yeah and it was like about um like going to see our families for thanksgiving or something and we had been planning to go to my parents house which is like way further from San Diego than his parents' house. His parents were like five hours and then my parents would probably be like eight hours from San Diego. But we were, we had been planning that and I had told my parents and then you like, you had like a bad day or something and you were just like, I just want to go to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. And you were, I didn't have a car at the time and you were, I was like, well, then I can't even see my family at all and I don't get to see. So it was like this big fight and it was like, we just like we were getting nowhere with it and it was like you were like shut down and I was like crying and I just wanted to fix it and you were just like over it because I was probably crying for so long and like just like sad and 
whatever. And I remember thinking like, well, there's nothing I could do. I mean, maybe this is the end for us. (laughs) But I don't know. It, It was never like a long period of time where we're like, I don't know. Relationships have up and down, ups and downs. All the time. But I don't remember like, I don't know. I don't remember like a time where we were like fighting all the time. Like I would feel like more of like fighting where it's like a a small season of like difficult conversations and fights. I feel like that's more in marriage than in dating. But we had a lot of those while we were dating too. Thinking back, like we had friends who were dating who argued like nothing compared to us. Well, that's because it was important to us to be honest with each other and right. Not like those people weren't, but well, um, I'm not, kind of I'm seem like that. Pretty confrontational. Yeah, and not like a. I don't try to be a jerk about it, but I just like if something is the matter, like I want to get to the root of the issue and deal with it. Um, and so when it was like a small argument, I turned it into a big one, and you did that too. But I'd yeah, say well, things just escalated because we. Um, had disagreements and arguments and we worked through those that made us stronger and prepared us even more for marriage. So I'd say maybe try not to be anxious about it, but, and I hate giving advice because we don't have it figured out, but I would say don't be anxious about it. Just learn how to be on the same page in your arguments and well yeah and if you are even if you are arguing and you're having like a a whole week that you're just like fighting a lot or whatever just communicate your worries and say like this all this fighting is worrying me and like is this something that's gonna ruin a relationship or like are we working this out so we can be better or is this like the end not like i mean i don't know you don't have to be so dramatic but just communicate your worries to him because that I don't know if he doesn't even know that like you're this worried, it might not even be like a huge deal to him and you're like stressing out about breaking up or whatever. So just say like this, all this fighting is really worrying me and you know, just communicate everything. Yeah. And it's really hard to do that in a long distance relationship. So I would just say in between times of you guys not talking, just, you know, if you're in class or he's at work or, you know, whatever is going on, don't, um, make the issue bigger than it actually is. Yeah, don't is. overthink it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, Because that will cause problems. And I'd say, actually, probably one of the best things to do is don't text, just email or long-form communication. Not this, not like the short-form communication. Even writing letters would be a lot more beneficial. That than- would take forever to have a conversation, though. Yeah, I know, but at least you could get all your thoughts down Uh on paper and you wouldn't be in the heat of the moment and maybe say something that you regret later. Yeah. All right, next one. And then this will be the last one. Then we'll Um, get on to the main subject. uh, What's on the top of of your travel list as of right now? Banff in Canada. Yeah. Well, no, actually, the top right now, the most realistic one, no, that's not what they're asking. The top of our travel list. The top of our travel list. That's where I would most want to go. If I could go anywhere right now, I would want to go to Banff National Park. Alaska. Okay. But what's the most realistic? Just tell them. Big Sur. No. That is the most realistic. This December. What? What are we shooting for? Oh, yeah. The Lost Coast. 
We're going to backpack the Lost Coast for our anniversary. And that is, I think I've talked about the Lost Coast before. It's um, a section of the coast in Northern California that is basically untouched and you can only get there by backpacking. So you, it takes, you know, it takes a while to get there and you can't just drive up and like leave all your trash there and destroy it. Like a lot of people do to the beaches here. Mm. So, um, yeah, and it's really beautiful. We had a friend that did it and so we're going to do that for our three year anniversary and we're ditching forest. You know what? Well, I don't get, this is just a micro rant, but we we go to Pirates Cove pretty often. It's in the Central Coast, and it is actually a nude beach, but it's it's pretty cool. There's we I've only seen one naked person there in like nine ten years, but um, there's like a bunch of potheads that go out there, and then uh, people that go out there to just drink, and they leave their trash everywhere, and it is infuriating to me because it's like. Dude, if you're coming out here and you're bringing all this stuff, the least that you can do is bring it all back. You know, yeah. if you're going to be a disruption to Seriously. everyone else. And I well, thought the people that, go like, there to get drunk and to do drugs and stuff and they don't really care about it. They just care that it's like a private spot that like the police don't really come to that much. Yeah. But Except I would I like think that like most and maybe this is a generalization, but I'd think that like most potheads are have a little bit of hippie tendencies. And so wouldn't they care about i don't think that, that a lot a of potheads are hippies no oh. i think that they just like pot more, i don't know i just don't understand hippies, like potheads. why people cannot care like how can you take a piece of trash and throw it on the ground or how can you like no like drink a six pack of beer of trash no i'm talking about one person how can yeah. you drink like a ton of beer and leave every single can on the ground outside that just like blows my mind like we don't go camping or like to a bonfire or anything without a big trash bag because we're not going to leave our trash everywhere because we're not two years old even Forrest knows how to throw trash in the trash can i mean seriously <laughs> he's not even two all right this has turned from a micro rant into a oh it makes me so mad you should have seen we i saw this photo of pismo beach after the fourth of july and it was literally like there was you could hardly see the sand well it's a little exaggeration but it was like covered in trash everywhere it was so sad but the good news is for pirates cove anyways there's a cleanup group that's like a volunteer cleanup group that's going to like let's join that try to scrub off the graffiti from the cave and it's going to pick up all the trash and stuff and like make it good again but it's just gonna get trashy again because that's a people that's how people are sometimes so my advice to everybody out there don't throw your trash on the ground. Like, seriously, if you're one of the people that leaves trash somewhere, I really I'm dislike sad for you. you. I'm really sad for you. So please I'm not sad for change you. your I'm, ways. I am mad at you. Yes. Like, I will go grandma on you on the trail if I see you what throwing trash. What does that trash. mean? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> did you just drop something? <laughs> that did sound like your grandma. <laughs> um. Yeah, you should. You should be like, oh, I think you dropped this. Oh, I'm sorry. Does your mom own this park? Is she going to come clean up after you? All right. Anyways, on to our main... No, that was our main subject. We're going to talk about it for 20 more minutes. No. Sorry. We uh, could, though. We are mad about this. Uh, okay. Our main subject today is... Dun, 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 dun. The five areas of wellness. Now, 
Which you, we have talked about before. We have talked about before. And for the next four weeks, well, this week is going to be week one, so there will be five weeks total. We'll be covering one of the areas of the wellness spectrum. spectrum. Well, not really a spectrum. I don't know. One area of wellness. One area of wellness. Now, these five areas, they work together. Um, they, like, I guess I would say, like, draw resources from each other. Uh, they benefit each other, and they also harm each other. So, I know you guys, this is an audio podcast, but I want for you to picture a Venn diagram. If you know what that is, that's like two circles, or three circles, or multiple circles, and then they intersect. They overlap. They're overlapping in so, certain parts of it. So, imagine one with five circles. You're talking to All them like they're first graders. Interlocked and overlapped. Can you picture it? All right, good. <laughs> Next step. Okay. So there are five areas of wellness and they are all interconnected. And they work together. Um, they to have the ability to either work together or hurt. Yes. Or, I guess, harm the other, the others, depending on how you, what importance you place on it. So, what we're striving for is a more balanced life. I've been listening to podcasts and books on work-life balance, and I've come to the conclusion that that is kind of, um, what's my favorite word? A crock. A crock. <laughs> That's a crock. He says that like multiple times a day. Life work balance is a joke. Just focus on your life balance and then the work will kind of figure itself out. If you're focusing on life work balance, that means you probably work too much. There was a podcast I was listening to where this guy is talking about balancing your life and living a healthy life. And he's talking about rearranging your priorities and... um. He had a client, and his client said, oh, I, after reading some of your books and listening to your, some of your speeches, I realized that I have my priorities way out of whack, and I'm only focusing on work. I work 10 hours a day, six days a week, and I commute an hour to and from work each day. That is a lot so of working and driving. That's 12 hours a day, six days a week. He doesn't have any social life. Um, he doesn't have a friend group. He doesn't have any hobbies. He doesn't have anything outside of work. And so he's trying to have a good work-life balance. I shook my <laughs> hips saying that. Um, and he said, so what I finally decided to do is I got a gym membership. And the writer um, and speaker, he said, well, I don't mean to like tear you down, but um, just getting a gym membership is not enough. Because a fit office rat is still an office rat. And so many times that is how we view life. We see that our life is not balanced. And so we attempt to balance it out by placing emphasis on one of these five areas of wellness. But that could also be social. Right. Going to the gym. Right. It could be social. You could make friends. You could. So the five areas of wellness are physical mental slash emotional i didn't know how to word that into yeah. one thing so spiritual 
social, and then environmental. And Han, tell them what we mean by environmental. Well, first of all, the idea behind like these areas of wellness, which you've probably heard us talk about if you've listened to any other episodes, but the idea is that like to be a, to be well, like to have your fullness of health, I guess, in every aspect is like to be even on all these five areas. So like if you're doing good in all of them, you're like at your highest potential. That is like the best that you could be if you are paying attention to all of these things. But that is a lot easier said than done. Anyways, the environmental part that we mean is not like like go green, like save the earth, which that could be part of it, but that's not like what we mean. It just means like the environment surrounding you. So like your house, your home life and the city you live in and so the environment the around you, the environment at Harvard is going to be a lot different than the environment at a machine shop. Yeah, I would say so. And the environment in a in a condo in the ghetto is going to be a lot different from the environment of a uh, a, of a suburban Sur. neighborhood of Big Sur. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what we mean by environmental. And all of these things, they affect you um, drastically and they affect the other areas of wellness also. And a lot mm-hmm. of times we compartmentalize them and we say that they don't affect each other. But in reality, I found that they do. So today what we're going to be talking about is the physical side of wellness, which typically when you think about health, that is immediately yeah, what your mind goes that's to. That's the first thing that you think of because... Which is weird because, I mean, it's just your body. I mean, I think that, like, your mind and, like, your heart, I guess, like, your emotions, I those are, like, just as important, I would say, as your physical health. But even I think when I think of, oh, what a healthy person, I think, oh, like, fit, eats good food, not sick. That's what I first think of. So, I mean. So, when you think about someone who is physically healthy you think of someone who's on uh like a very regimented routine like workout and they eat healthy and maybe they diet and they like have good skin and a nice body and defined abs or (laughs) something like that right but we all know that there are people who have uh i'll use a guy as an as as an example who looks uh fine maybe uh, okay we'll just say he's hot okay <laughs> he's got a nice six-pack and he is also a total dick because he oh is, he has bad he's is not great to his friends um he's not very sociable he his house is a mess he's a total slob he has zero responsibility um he uh He's mean to girls. He's mean to girls. You know, it's just like... What a jerk. Yeah, but he is... Is this a real person? But he's physically fit. No, I'm just using an example of someone. (laughs) I was like, who are we talking about? Or say that there is a girl who is really um, hot, but she is also just kind of a bit of an itch. Um, Or like... There's people like that. All over. But it's not just like the being in shape and then being like super mean and like bad person. It's like if you're super in shape and you don't care about your friends or family or you don't like care about your 
mental health or your emotions, like all that. That's what we're trying to say. Not just the like being a B word. And no, I'm just saying I'm just using that as an example okay, because okay. that's something everyone can relate to of someone who is physically fit, but then the rest of their life is falling apart. Yeah. So all of these things have to work together. And so we're going to be talking about the cons of only focusing on physical. And then we're going to be talking about the cons of um, not, not focusing. focusing on it. So typically when people make New Year's resolutions, their first thing is to not be specific. And the number one New Year's resolution is to get healthy. Or to lose weight. To lose weight. Yeah. Go to the gym. Get a gym membership. Work out three times a week. Go on a diet. Lose mm-hmm. five pounds. It's all physical stuff. Because, and I don't mean this as a dig, but it is the easiest of the areas of wellness to focus on because you can see and measure mm-hmm. your results. Your progress. You can see how much weight you've lost. You've lost. You've <laughs> lost. Oh, way to go. <laughs> you can see the definition of your muscles. Um, you, you can see the scale change. Uh, you can fit back into your jeans. Um, you can uh, look good in your swimsuit or, you know, whatever it is. You, it's easy to measure. And so for that reason, um, that is typically the one where people put their all their eggs in. They put all their eggs in that one basket. and They, they put all their eggs at the gym. <laughs> and they focus <laughs> on that one thing. Um, the con of only focusing on that is that by only focusing on that, you either consciously or subconsciously um, disregard the other areas of life. Mm -hmm. Such as, give me an example. Like if you are really obsessed with working out and you go to your gym all the time and you stop hanging out with your friends because you've got to go to the gym or you stop... um, caring about school because you only care about the gym or if you I don't know different things like that like a big one was I would say is when you start ditching your friends for the gym only I mean maybe you have friends at the gym which that is great that is two areas of wellness in one Woohoo! but if you I think that if you start ditching your friends to do that and like it's like a continuous thing I think that that's sad and that will that will hurt your friends and will hurt your friendship and i i think that there's like kind of a a a widespread belief maybe it's un like subconscious but that like your relationships with people like they're they're going to be good no matter what like oh well they're my best friends so it doesn't matter how long we go without talking we're still going to be best friends or that's my sister she's always going to love me. I don't need to hang out with her or talk to her, you know, whatever like that. I think that that's a really common, um, maybe subconscious belief that people have, but like relationships take work and like interest and time. And, and that in itself is hard to balance when you've got friends that live across the country or whatever. But what I'm saying is like, if you are focusing so much on your self and your physical well-being that you you forget about your friends that's like a big deal to me 
Yeah. That is like really sad because, but that's something I'm learning too, is like the relationship thing. So yeah, I'd say that some people might also use it as a kind of like self-help or recovery yeah. from something that happened to them. Say they got a breakup. Mm-hmm. So either they'll lay in bed and watch Netflix and cry and eat ice cream, or they'll go to the gym and just work out and work out and work out to try to forget about, you know, whatever is going on. And yeah. I'm not saying that everyone does that. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to dig people who go to the gym. I love the gym. I wish that I went more. I'm <laughs> lazy about it. And I... I'm willing to admit that, (laughs) but I would say that, um, you know, if you're only focusing on that, Mm -hmm. you, um, miss out on your mental and your emotional health. You miss out on your spiritual health. You miss out on your social health. You miss out on maybe your environmental health. Um, you could turn into a slob. Yeah, no one likes a slob. You come back from the gym and you're exhausted and so you just don't clean up anything and all the dishes pile up and you have dirty clothes everywhere and then you wake up in the morning and instead of cleaning up, you go back to the gym. Or, I'll put it a different way, if you're doing diets, um, you're doing diets and your emotional health is tied directly to how much weight you lose. And if you don't lose enough weight, then you're... emotional and mental health is going to suffer Um, Mm -hmm. because that's your main priority. That's your main priority. So what are the cons of not focusing on physical health? Um, well, there's also a lot of cons for that one too. Uh, well, you won't be healthy. You won't be able to be active if you want to, you know, um, you probably, I think that food, like food that's bad for you, I think it really affects our moods a lot. So I think that is a big one too. And also exercising affects our moods too in a good way. Exercising boosts your mood and gives you more energy. And so if you're not doing that and if you're eating crap food, then think that you're going to feel pretty negative. I mean, at least that was my experience, but, um, and you can like ostracize yourself from everyone else. Yeah. Like if you are, I remember like after I had forest, I just didn't even want to like think about working out because of like my previous, my like previous stuff with like eating disorders and stuff. I was like, I don't want to think about like losing the baby weight. I don't want to like, I don't want to think about that yet. And I just like didn't think about it. But then I was like ashamed of myself and like, I don't know. I just, I did not feel good. And I know that like the way you feel about yourself should not be directly linked to how you look, but it did affect my mood and it did affect the way that I thought about myself. And so I was just like, well, I'm not going to change anything, but I'm just going to sit here and wallow in not really like the place that I'm in physically. And that was like what I was eating and the fact that I was not doing any type of workout at all. So I was, that was definitely, that happened to me. I was like, I didn't, I just felt ashamed of myself and I didn't want to like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I get that too. But I'd say for me, when I don't focus on the physical side of wellness, then I have way less energy. Yeah, definitely. Just way less energy. And that affects me. Um, I just feel like kind of just like a cog in the machine, 
like at work and stuff mm-hmm. um and like i don't have any outlet and i feel groggy and extra tired and, and just moody yeah moody and lazy mm-hmm. i get yeah. lazy when i'm not yeah physical it's like when like you're eating good and you're like working out at least a little bit it's like i feel like i can get a ton of stuff done and like i'm on it and i'm really like i measure out my time and i like use it really wisely when i when i do when i'm working out and like eating good stuff i just feel like oh like the emoji with like the muscle and then the emoji with like the fist doing like giving you a, a fist pump giving you a fist bump yeah that's how you feel like that a- is how i feel <laughs> when i'm doing that so if you want to feel like that that exact emotion you know just you know work out a little bit and maybe don't eat so many donuts <laughs> well we just had donuts today actually donuts are good donuts are the best uh, one, we have donuts once a week one reason to work out and eat healthy is so that you can eat donuts yeah you know seriously from if time nothing to else. time yeah yeah. But basically, if you are it's obviously being being physically healthy is important and getting exercise and being active is important and eating good, clean, whole foods that are good for you is important. But it's not the only thing. That's that's what we're saying. That's not the only thing to focus on. And if you go either way, it could lead to a very dark place. If you only care about physical stuff, your emotions are tied to how you are physically and Everything that you care about is about like making yourself physically better. Um, then that could be a really dark place. But then if you don't care about it at all and you just feel nasty and whatever, if you just feel bad about it and you don't even want to think about it because it makes you feel bad, then that can be a really dark place too. If you just don't care about it at all, if you don't focus on it, if you don't work on it at all, you're ignoring it. Yeah. Um, and you're going to reap the negative benefits of that what's a negative benefit is that a thing a negative benefit you mean negative effect a negative effect <laughs> negative benefit. hey i don't know much we're really good at talking tonight well you know we're just average folks <laughs> okay um so how does physical wellness affect other areas of wellness i'd say that like when we're when we were setting our goals we were trying to set goals that reach and meet multiple areas of wellness. They intertwine. Yeah. yeah. So some of our physical goals was like get outside more, go on more hikes. And that affects a couple of things. What does that affect? Well, for me, I would say emotional and mental for sure. Um, physical, yes, obviously. And spiritual for me anyways. Because I like to pray when I'm hiking once Forrest falls asleep. Or even if he's not asleep, sometimes I'll just pray out loud. But what about environmental? Kind of. I mean, it's not really like I'm outside, but that's not really affecting my environment. Well, your environment affects your mental and your emotional. Okay. So, yes. And then if you're hiking with friends, then it's there. It's your social too. Yeah. So I would say like when I go to the gym, the climbing gym... Um, I get to meet people with similar interests. We share a common bond. Social. Yeah. It definitely meets that social side of wellness in addition to the physical side. But it also meets the emotional and mental side of it too because it Mm -hmm. uh, gives me time to decompress. And it gives me time to think. And even though I'm working out, it also just gives me time to like mentally relax. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's a good thing. 
So yeah. it affects all of those areas. Yeah. And depending on what you do, you know. Yeah. It could it could be social, it could be spiritual, it could affect you emotionally and mentally, or it could affect your environment. Yep. All right, so next week we will get into the social social side of wellness and um, we'll be talking about that same thing the cons of only focusing on social and the cons of not focusing on social and I'd say that this is pretty universal no matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert Mm -hmm. you still need social interaction yeah social interaction you still need friends whether you're the type of person who has a lot of friends or the type of person who only has a little bit of friends um Social wellness, social health is still important. Yes. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the main topic of today. Um, Let us know what you guys think of this. um, And if you have any suggestions for the next uh, four areas of wellness, then definitely let us know. I've got a couple. You never let me go first for the recommendations. Oh, no. You go first. I would like to go first. Ladies first. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were ready. I am not. ready. Okay, so I've got a couple recommendations for you. The first one is Schmidt's deodorant. And I know I've talked about this before. It's a natural deodorant. It doesn't have aluminum in it. It doesn't have parabens in it and something else. It doesn't have any it doesn't have any of the bad stuff for you, which if you have a deodorant that has aluminum in it, it has been proved to be directly linked to breast cancer. So just saying, I would really recommend making the switch. But um, when you do make the switch, your body's going to have to detox. So you're going to smell like a teenage boy for like a week, but then it's like your body will get used to it and it's totally fine. But anyways, Schmidt's deodorant is my favorite brand that I found so far. And I recently ran out of the, the first one that I got. And so I got to order some new flavors. Flavors? I don't know if it's flavors. Are you eating this? No, but deodorant? I don't know what you would call it. It's scent, an some new scent. Deodorant? No, that's gross. Um, but one is a lime. I think it's lime verbena, and then one is the rose vanilla, and they both are amazing. They smell so good. I like. We'll get. I'll like get a scent of myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I smell so good. So I would definitely recommend checking that out. I've only opened the lime one so far, but I really liked it. And then the rose one just smells good when I smell it. But hmm. next is, um, I've talked about Origins before. It's like a, fa- it's like a facial care company. I guess they have other lotions and stuff. But the ma- the rose clay mask is the one that I talked about before. And when I got that, I got a sample of this, uh, the Checks and Balances Frothy Cleanser, and I really love it. I'm almost up. I've almost used up my. Um, my little sample, but a tiny bit goes a such a long way. And I love the way it makes my skin feel because previously I was just washing my face with Dr. Bronner's Castile soap. And I really like that because then I was using essential oils to moisturize and I really like that a lot, but this is like just a little bit, it feels like luxurious. I don't know. And you seriously only need like a teensy dot of it and it gets super like foamy and bubbly. And then you know, obviously you scrub your face with it and it, it just leaves my face feeling so clean and like also moisturized at the same time, but I still moisturize with the essential oils. And then the last thing was a steak recipe that my dad gave me. 
Um, I texted my dad and I was like, dad, I'm making steak for Zach tonight and I don't know how to cook it. Can you please tell me how to do it? And that was the last time I made steak, but he texted me back like too late and I had already cooked it. So this time when I made steak, I used it. He wrote out like paragraphs of how to do it. (laughs) His little text message was so sweet. But anyways, um, so what you do is you sear your steak on, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's the sauce. It has a sauce that is, um, red wine reduction with onions and garlic hey for the sake of time why don't you just post the um thing on the blog uh okay and then i can put it in the show notes okay okay what are your recommendations oh do you have any more i didn't mean to cut you off no i just wanted to talk about a little bit how i did it okay yeah just I guess just do that then. It's going to be fast. And okay. I, we can still share it there too. Um, it's So you sear the steak on both sides. I did it. I put it in a hot pan with olive oil. The pan was already hot when I put the steak in. That's important. And you just sear it for two minutes on both sides. And then stick it in the oven for like eight to ten minutes uh, at 350 degrees. But you got to put that in a different pan than the one you cooked it in. And then the pan that you cooked the steak in, you... That's what you use to saute the onions and then the garlic. I used half of an onion for two steaks, and that was, like, a lot. Um, Well, it was enough. It was, like, the perfect amount. And then, uh, like, two cloves of garlic, and you, like, let that saute for a little bit. And then you add beef broth, and then you add red wine, and you wait until that, like, reduces down and gets kind of thick. And then you add butter, like, two tablespoons of butter, and take it off the heat and then once the steak is done and once the sauce is done you pour the sauce over the steak and then serve it and it is so good and i was like i can't believe my dad just sent me this it was like i don't know it was really good but yeah i'll post more detailed recipe on either on the show notes or on the blog but it was really good and if you like steak you should try it out okay sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i just thought like it'd be easier to read i just like talking about it i just really love food it was very delicious yeah it was i liked i ate the onions even after like i'd already been done with my steak it was like (laughs) i don't even like onions that much it was like so good so well thank you to you and your dad yeah shout out to my dad who i don't know if he listens to this or not but ward if you're listening you're the best (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I've got a couple of recommendations and then a couple of shout outs. And then Hannah, it will go with her joke. So I'll try to be quick here. There's a book called Essentialism by Greg McCohen. And I listened to a podcast interview with him today where he was talking about his book and I got it and I started listening to it and it is awesome. Uh, Essentialism is kind of like minimalism and simplicity, but it's more focused on self uh, rather than possessions. And that's right up my alley. The definition of essential is something that is absolutely necessary or extremely important. And the kind of thrust behind the book is focusing on who you are and what is essential to you and then getting rid of all of the other stuff. Um, He talks about removing all of the fake versions of you so that you can be more um, involved in who you are and what what you do. Um, And here's a little quote from him. He says that uh, essentialism is a process of removing the things over time that are not 
who you are so that you can fulfill the purpose that matters most to you. So, yeah, I would like to recommend that book. I'm not done with it, so I can't tell you if it's good uh, or not, but what I have read, I liked so far. The second is Audible Channels, and of course, I listened to Essentialism on Audible because I love Audible. Um, but Audible has a new thing called Channels, and it's kind of like podcasts, but more editorial style. They have, I have the Morning News, I have the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. It's a, it, they read the entire newspaper in one hour every single day. It is awesome. There's a channel called Zombie Apocalypse, where I listened to a short story about a samurai and the zombie apocalypse in Japan and how he goes. And Well, anyways, I won't ruin it for you, um, but it is pretty cool. It's called The Death Poem. Um, there's TED Talks. There's a channel called Debunked Myths. There's The Top News. Then there's The Great Courses, which is segments of courses from Harvard and Princeton and Yale and all the top colleges where you can learn anything about anything. And then there's how-to guides and DIY things and all kinds of stuff like that. So check out Audible channels. It is awesome. The last thing that I have to recommend is the Pyro app, and it is so dumb that I'm recommending this. It's like a fake DJ app. It's cool, though. So basically it works with your iTunes or with your Spotify and you can add songs or you can add an entire playlist and it automatically mixes and matches up the songs so that they play um, gapless and it fades them pretty well and it organizes them into their like the beats per minute and so it's kind of fun and you can you can click skip at any time and it will automatically transition into the next song so it's pretty cool i used it during the overnighter and um yeah that was fun um remember to rate review subscribe and share and thank you to those of you who have done that we appreciate it is helping to boost our itunes ratings um so that we're more easily found by people who aren't even looking for us um we have four new people who have subscribed to the newsletter. Brittany, thank you for subscribing. She listened to episode 27, the first half, at two times the speed in iTunes. And she <laughs> was freaking out and she didn't know why I was talking so fast. <laughs> That's funny. You want to know what's really funny is on iTunes, <laughs> if you listen on there, you can click, just do it right now, click and change the speed to half speed. And now I will sound like <laughs> I am drunk. And, and then if you do it full speed, it's like drunk. It, yeah, it just sounds. It like sounds like drunk history. Yeah, a little bit. It's like super. We sound really dumb and like very slow. Really <laughs> slow. Okay. Wow. It's cool though. It's and, funny. And uh, Julia, um, thank you for subscribing to our newsletter. And Marty, thank you also. And the last one, Evan. Yes, a guy. Thank <laughs> you. I'll have to show you this email, hunt because you got to read um, what Evan wrote uh, okay. his life seems very similar to ours and his um girlfriend so um hannah hit us with that joke oh yes here i go wait before we go i wanted to talk about the alternative just really fast again oh yeah it was probably both of our recommendations it's a so place i took it and then hannah took it what a week later i don't know just a couple of days ago it's online it basically 
will give you an eye test to see what your prescription is. And it does not test for like any spots on your eyes or like the health of your eye. It's just like your vision, like solely the vision. And it is like a really legit test. It takes like 30 minutes and you have to like calibrate your screen with like a credit card to make sure it's the right size. And then they make you like measure out like really like exactly measure out your distance, like how far away you need to be from your computer to be able to do this. And it's really good. And it only costs $40 to get your glasses prescription or 40 for contacts and like 60 for both, I think. And so you don't have to go to an eye doctor. So if you don't have insurance or you don't have good insurance, I would super recommend this if you need if you think you need to get glasses um and then or if you know you do and you just don't have the time to go make an appointment and then wait and yeah then get... so they like email you your results like within a couple of days they say within 24 hours but if you have a previous um eye doctor that they have to like get your records from then it might take a little bit longer like it happened for me but yeah, it was I like got mine really... four hours later. Yeah, Zach's was super fast because he's like never gone to an eye doctor and mine took a couple days. But yeah, it was like really efficient, really good, really easy. And I super recommend it. So definitely check that out if you are in need of a new pre- prescription. Uh, the link will be in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, Optternative. It's like a cool little like word. Alternative optometrist. Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> I have one joke, but I think it's only funny if you can see the picture that goes along with it. So I'm not, I'm not going to say it because no one else can see the picture. Okay. Well, the, you're cracking yourself up over there anyways. Okay. Tell, well, I'll just, just tell you tell what, it me is. what it is. Okay. It is. It's a bear like making a cheesy face. His face is like this, but his face is like double chinny with like a big smile. But it's a real bear. So it's like, how did that bear make that face? But anyways, and how did this person get that photo? But it says, people in sleeping bags are the soft tacos of the bear world. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to leave that because that's funny. Okay. Well, okay. There, there's my joke. <laughs> I think that's technically a meme, but. But it's funny. So carry on, everyone. Thank you for listening. And I Sorry, guess my jokes are so next cheesy. week we will uh, we'll talk at you next week. Yep. Until then, happy trails. Bye. Happy trails. Bye-bye. Or like Forrest, bye-bye. <laughs> He's so cute. Happy trails. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the last thing. That has to be the last thing that I say. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> happy trails. job that takes me from my home sometimes to make a living I have to be gone the Lord it makes me happy and I bet that you'll agree oh the man